Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. How do you want to start today's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how to start these sometimes. Welcome back, everybody. Just start like that, you know? You well, know, listen to a podcast and they just give you a big welcome back. And then, I don't know, somebody says a joke. We can get into our... Uh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody! Hey. Podcast 64. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> that was a really, really bad joke from earlier earlier today. I just brought it back. It works better with Friday when you say Friday. I yeah. don't know why it works better with Friday. Maybe because people like Friday. Right. But Thursday is not really a thing. No, th- it sounds really weird. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like celebrating a very generic thing. <laughs> she got jeans on. <laughs> Denim. <laughs> You got jeans on. Congratulations. <laughs> you got jeans on. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, this is a – it's a tough one this week. It's a tough one this week. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Man. It's a tough one. We were both right last week. We're talking about uh, predicting the Lions outcome. Yes. That's what we're talking about. I'm 5-1 and one now. Yep. And I am 4-2. Uh, and two. Yep. Congratulations on – Kind of, you're starting to put together some some wins. Yeah, you're streaking. You're streaking on some wins now. Yeah, I've uh, I've predicted right the last four in a row. That's that's good. So this one, I you started zero and two. I did. Boy, I started you to put yourself in a hole. <laughs> My gosh, I started. I started off. You know, you know, what's bad though. As I started off zero and two here, which was way better than how I started one of, in one of my fantasy leagues. Oh no! <laughs> one of my fantasy. I started zero and four. Oh, in one of my fantasy leagues. That's so, hard to come back from. It's. It's. I'm undefeated since then. Past two <laughs> games, but <laughs> undefeated since then. That's a great way to look at it. Um. So. This is a this is a tough one. Baltimore Ravens, boy, they got a great defense. They they got a great defense, and we have zero running backs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad that's a bad combination right there. It is a bad combination. The Baltimore Ravens offense, though, has not been ticking. No, no, they they do not have a very good offense. No, as a matter of fact, their offense is so bad. That last week they scored twenty four points and only scored one touchdown. <laughs> that means Justin Tucker <laughs> is their offense. Yes, but I mean Justin C- Tucker's he, he's automatic. They still even without scoring lots of touchdowns, they still were able to drive down the field and score twenty four points. Yeah. So yeah, this one I've been going back and forth on all week. With this one, the Alliance are not favored to win no, this game. They're not favored to win. But let me let you, let me let you in on a little something. Okay, home field advantage is automatically like a three point advantage, in my opinion. Yeah. So to be a plus three at home tells me that this is an evenly match. This is an even match. Okay. 
They're just given plus three to the Ravens simply because they're at home. If this game was in Detroit, Detroit would be favored by three points. Yeah. That's what that tells me. So very evenly matched teams. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're evenly matched. Here's what I've been wrestling with. I think if we have David Montgomery... We won't. We will not have David. I, I know that we won't, but I'm saying oh. that I w- what I was wrestling with was that if we did have David Montgomery, I'm predicting a win. But we won't. No. David Montgomery's out. Yeah. So next man up's Gibbs, but Gibbs has been out. Yep. They're then, saying he might come back. And then the next man up from him is Craig's, Craig Reynolds, and he's injured. And he's injured. So, I mean, I can go play for him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be good if for they, like three plays. If they write me a, the proper paycheck, I will. I'll I'll suit up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, I'll give my prediction. Okay. And then um, you give your prediction. Yeah. So, I'll be honest. Right now, as this moment, I'm still up in the air. I, okay. I'm not sure. All right. I'm not. Po- I'm not very confident in what I'm going to guess, but. I will. I'm gonna guess a a loss. You're gonna guess a loss. I'm gonna guess a, lo- a Lions lose. Yeah, I think that there it, it's hard to overcome the injury bug, and um, playing back to back road games is pretty taxing. Yeah, so I'm gonna say they lose. Okay, I was. I think if Gibbs doesn't play, I think it's a loss for sure. Um, they've been on a really hot streak, but obviously I think that has to end at some point. They, I don't think it's not like they're going to lose the second game of the season or win. Or yeah, lose second game of the season and win the rest of them. Let me just say this to you: this is the toughest game left on their schedule. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at their schedule. I was like, I think we can win that game. Win that game. Win yeah. that game. Win that game. So if we lose this one, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I see, man. I, I, man, uh, this, you guys, folks, he, Aaron is str- is really, I'm, I'm really he struggling he what to do I, here right now. I don't know what to do. I genuinely have been going back and forth. Earlier in the week, I was like, it's a Lions loss for sure. Early when when all the injury reports were in, and, and we didn't think Gibbs was going to play, we didn't think Montgomery was going to play. Like, I was like, it's a Lions loss for sure. As the week has gone on, I feel like I've got less and less confident in that prediction. Yeah. But Some people are getting healthy. Let me just say this. It's looking like Laporte is going to play, Gibbs is going to play, Branch is going to play, and it's very possible also that they get a defensive lineman back named Josh Paschal. Yeah. Who's off IR. So they might be getting and, – and Vitae, one of their starting offensive linemen, he looks to be healthy now too. Yeah. So they're getting some players back, but they lost Montgomery. Yeah. And we don't know – those players will not be 100%. Right. Just, it's just at this point in the year, really nobody's one hundred percent. So, yep. just put it, just I, put it, put it about, put that in your thoughts too. I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to stick with my original gut feeling at the beginning of the week. Like I'm going to go all the way back to Monday. I'm going to stick with that gut feeling, and I'm going to say it's a loss. Wow. And I hope that I'm wrong. I mean, re- really, I hope I'm wrong. But of, well, you know, of course. But I'm I'm going to go with that gut feeling. So we both predict a loss. I think we're both predicting a loss this time. Wow. <clears throat> I like it better when we're different. <laughs> I like it better when we, one of us predicts 
different. So then it, it, it's <laughs> yeah, you know, give somebody an opportunity. I mean, if if you want, I can I can just be no, like, I'm gonna change no. it. But no, I'm, not, I'm just saying, don't earlier, change it just because it's more fun. Just, you got to go with what you really truly think. Yeah, it's, like I said earlier in the week, I was like, I'm going. I'm predicting a loss, hundred percent. That's what I'm doing. And as the week has gone on, I've got less and less confident in that prediction, but I'm just going to stick with that. I'm going to go with my gut. You know what I'm curious about? What's that? I'm curious the weather in Baltimore on Sunday. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, because it's, you know, it's a, um, they play in an outdoor arena. Right. Now, you know what? Beautiful football weather. 61 and partly sunny. Okay. Well, that that'll be great for uh, our passing. Well, that, that's got to not, you know, that's not going to affect anything. That's perfect football weather. Yeah. So that's a good sign. It's a good sign for Lions of victory. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to flip me? I'm trying to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Say with loss. It's it's on you, really. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll let you mull on that for the rest right, of the podcast. Yeah, l- let me mull on it. Maybe maybe we'll have a change of prediction right right at the end. We'll <laughs> maybe see. in the next 22 minutes you'll change your mind. But uh, all right, what we want to talk about in today's podcast is really um, what is the meaning of life? Yeah, what is the meaning of life and how do you – How do you find it? How do you find it? Maybe, the, maybe more this podcast is more like how do you find the meaning of your life? Yeah. Uh, I was, we were, we were, I just showed you this video. Yeah. And this is quick little interview with uh, the Miami Dolphins head coach. Yeah. His name is Mike McCarthy. Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels? Yeah. It's not Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Who is Mike McCarthy? I feel like that is a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a person. It's not. It's I don't not know why I thought that, though. <laughs> Mike McDaniels. <laughs> Mike McDaniels. Thanks. Yeah. So. They're asking him about his like kind of his life's purpose, and they actually asked him about being a comparing being a father with being a coach. Yeah, and he's talking about how they really feel like the exact same thing. That being a father and being coach really feels like the exact same thing. That he spends his time with his kids and his players, encouraging them and teaching them, coaching them. Yeah, and putting, you know, like speaking to them positively so that they become the best that they can be. Yeah. It was really interesting, too, in that, in that interview. He said something, I can't remember the exact line, but something about being, uh, it was a, a role of, of servanthood. Yes, he did say that. And it was really interesting because I think that a lot of times we think about, you know, being somebody like as famous and, and uh, successful as a head coach of an NFL football team uh, as well. I mean, no, they're they're in charge, like yeah. you know, they're not a servant. Like they are the leader. But he's saying, no, being a dad, being a head coach. He's like, yeah, it's both of them. It's a role of a servant. He says that from early on in his life, he has really sought to serve people. I did, I was like learning a little bit about Mike McDaniel's. Yeah, like, uh, and I didn't know that about him. I mean. That's pretty cool. And he says, then he says something at the very end that I thought was awesome and, and you really liked it too. And I'll quote what he says. He says, to exist, I'm sorry, to not exist for yourself is a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> to not exist for yourself is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I love that. 
that statement, Pastor Lincoln. I think it's really impressive of him to be able to to make a statement like that because if you if you look at like polls and studies of people who are by world's standards wildly successful. Okay. Fame, money, power, position. So many of them in today's society are constantly on like antidepressants. Ooh. Constantly battling uh, with severe depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And you could even go back over the past 100 or so years and see that a lot of those people, their life didn't end well. Yeah. And multiple of them even took their own life. And you think, how could somebody so wildly successful by the world's standards feel like they didn't have a reason to live? Yeah. And I think it comes down to this is that you can be wildly successful, but if you're wildly successful all just for yourself, there's no real meaning in that. And too, I see something else in that, that really life is not about money and fame. Yeah. Like your, your true happiness doesn't come from it. Exactly. I think Jim Carrey said this. He says, money and fame doesn't give you happiness. It exposes who you are on the inside. Yeah. That's crazy. That's pretty deep, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I really think that if more people, actually, let me just let me start that sentence over. If everybody sought to serve others and focus on others, you'd be happier people. We'd have more meaning to our life. 100%. I think there's actually a lot of studies done about people who volunteer in their community and serve in their community are some of the happiest people on the in the world. Yeah. You know, it's super interesting. So Dane and I were uh, watching our show on, on Netflix the other day, and, you know, like that ad for a new TV show popped up. Okay. And there was this TV show that popped up, and Dana was like, oh, like she put it on her, like, watch list of stuff to watch for our next show. And it was a show, I think it's called, like, Life to 100 or something like that. Okay. But it's this guy who's traveling the world to find these places or these communities where people are living uh, to 100 at a greater ratio than anywhere else in the world. Huh. And, you know, looking at their lifestyle and their habits and what they eat. And it seems like what they are discovering is not that it's so much about their diet and their activity, but it was actually about their community and about these people uh, being full of joy and living for others. Huh. And there was a quote where this, this lady, she's an, an older, older lady, and she said, what, what's the point of living if you're not living for somebody else? That's what she said? That's what she said. And, she, and she's like being interviewed at one of these places that is, uh, I can't remember what they call like green zones or something like that, where there's a population of people living to 100 at a great, greater ratio than anywhere else. Interesting. And it was a really interesting show. I'm actually pretty excited to like start watching it. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking about that when you were talking about that because that's exactly what, what we've been talking about this whole time so far is that living for yourself, living selfishly is not the meaning in life. 
that money, success, fame, that's not what brings you true happiness. And that even is going to potentially bring your life expectancy down because you're not surrounding yourself with people who are happy, with people who care about you, by, and then you in return caring about other people. You know, we. <clears throat> it's interesting because I, I think anybody listening to this podcast would say to themselves, boy, if I had maybe double my money, my life would be a little easier. I'd be a little happier. Yeah. Um, if I had double the influence, I, I'd, I'd be happier. I, yeah. You know, things would be a little better for me. I think most every single person listening to this podcast would, would probably say that. Yeah. Um, it, because it, it, it's money will kind of become a god f- to us. Oh, yeah. And we've got to be real careful with it. Um, I always think about, like, Jesus came to this earth. He was here for 33 years. And he took those 33 years, short amount of time. Yeah. He taught us the most important things to have a meaningful life. Yeah. And none of it was about saving for retirement. (laughs) Yeah. None of it was about becoming famous. Right. None of it was about gaining influence with the world. Yep. So it's not important. <laughs> Is that the conclusion? It's not. Right. That's not good. It's not the important thing. No, and that's not how you're going to find meaning for your life. It's not through those things. So, G- so G- the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and is like, hey, I want to follow you. Jesus is like, awesome. Sell first, though. Sell everything you have. Don't, you know, then and then give it all that pro, all that money to the poor. So now you have zero dollars. Yeah, and then follow me. <laughs> what, gee, Jesus, don't you care about how I'm going to eat? Right? <laughs> don't you care that I'm going to be homeless? Don't you care, Jesus? That's cruel. That's just so cruel. Jesus, you just told this guy to just le- literally throw away his future to follow you. And that's I believe some people see that. Yeah. But what is Jesus? What's Jesus doing there? I think, <clears throat> I think Jesus is exposing a, a God in this guy's life. He's exposing an idol. Yeah. He's he saying, you, if I'm not more important than your money— you're not really going to be following me. So what's the plan for this guy? What was Jesus's plan? He has zero dollars. He can't even go buy a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get hungry in four. Like he's right every yeah. every four hours you're starving. <laughs> so he's get he's going to get hungry in four hours. What's this guy going to do in four hours' time after he sold everything and given all the money to the poor? What, what, how's he going to eat? Where's he going to sleep? What, he, what if he has a wife and kids? I don't know. I don't know either. I bet Jesus would, would have figured it out, though. I'm, I'm pretty confident. Were any of Jesus' disciples ever reported of dying of hunger? Nope. 
I don't think they did. I don't think so either. Or did any of his Jesus's disciples um, like reported of like dying homeless somewhere, just laying in the gutter, like no resources, nothing left. They're just laying in a gutter and just die. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Not that I know of. So he took he took care of them. Absolutely, he did. He took care of them. But we want to. We, we, if we're not careful, the meaning to life will get skewed. Absolutely, and we lose trust in Jesus. Yeah, and I love that word that you just used there, our our trust, because I think that's. Uh, that's a big part of why we chase things that don't really fulfill us is because we almost, it's like, well, I don't know if I can trust that God's really going to take care of my family. So I need to work to make X amount of dollars. Right? There's always a number and then you get there and usually it's not what you thought. And so the number gets bigger. Huh. Yeah. Um, inflation <laughs> inflation happens and you're like, oh no, now it's not enough. Exactly. And, 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 but, but we, sometimes we have a hard time trusting. Oh, yeah. And so because we don't trust, we think that we need to do it on our own. Yeah. But that's the exact opposite of what God has called us to do. He said to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. And that means that I need not to trust in my own ability. Yeah. There there is, obviously, this isn't what this podcast is about. We're not, like, talking about, you know, stopping work and uh, just being lazy all the time. (laughs) No, no, the Bible very clearly teaches against that. Absolutely. But what we're talking about is finding your meaning in something other than what God has called you to do. Some finding your say that again. So what we're talking about is trying to find your meaning in something and other than what God has called you to do. Yeah. Whether it's money, fame, influence, power. You won't find it. You won't find your meaning outside of God's call for your life. Exactly. There is the story. I want to read you. Can I read you this story? Absolutely. True story. Greg Mortensen. Okay. Um, Never heard of him. A, an American mountaineer. Embarked on a mountain climbing expedition in 1993, attempting to climb K2, the world's second highest peak. Unfortunately, the expedition did not go as planned, and Mortensen found himself lost and physically exhausted in a remote village in Pakistan's Karakram region. During his time recovering in the village of Kofay, Mortensen was deeply moved by the poverty and lack of educational opportunities for the local children. The community had taken him in, cared for him. He felt compelled to give back. Inspired by his experience and driven, driven by a newfound sense of purpose, Mortensen made a promise to build a school for the children of Corfay. However, this promise was not easy to fulfill. Mortensen returned to the United States and began tirelessly raising funds in support for his mission. He faced numerous challenges, me, he faced numerous challenges, including financial struggles, cultural barriers, even skepticism from those who doubted his ability to make a difference. Despite these obstacles, Mortensen persevered. In 1996, he established a Central Asia Institute to promote and support education, especially for girls, in remote areas of Pakistan and Afghanistan. He worked closely with local communities, respecting their customs and traditions while providing access to quality education and literacy programs. 
Morton's effort, Mortensen's efforts led to the successful construction of not just one, but many schools across the region, improving the lives of thousands of children who would have otherwise had little to no access to education. His story is documented in the best-selling book, Three Cups of Tea. And, wow. I mean, this is a guy who had a, a, his, his vision was so selfish. Yeah. I'm gonna. I am going to be a mountaineer. I'm sure he wanted to climb the, all the tallest mountains in the world to gain fame, and fortune, and and you know respect. Yeah, to be able to p- plant his flag almost and say, "Look what I did." Yeah, yeah. And I would say that most people would cheer him on. Yeah, support him financially, verbally. Let's go, Greg. Come on. Work yeah. hard. You can do it, right? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Su- the support is there. The money's there. The fame is there. And all of a sudden, everything changes for Greg Mortensen. That his life's meaning, his life's purpose completely changes. 100%. I mean, this is, we're going for, this is interesting, isn't it? This guy goes from wanting to, to be a mountaineer to, Providing, <laughs> providing education to underprivileged and and poor children in a remote area, Pakistan and Afghanistan. So we see here that this guy went through what I would call a desperate struggle. Oh yeah, survival. Absolute like absolute survival mode. Yeah, he's he's trying to climb a mountain, which is survival in itself. Gets lost, so that's now he's surviving in a whole different kind of way. Yeah, he just want to like get out. He can't. He ends up stumbling upon, I guess, this village in Corfe. Yeah, and he's at this point probably sick, hurting, injured. Oh, hundred percent. Desperate, he's be. thirsty, starving, all these things, and they bring him back to life, and his mindset changes. Something happens in his heart and mind. I, I'm guessing that the, this little story I read here doesn't go into the details of maybe how close to death he was. Yeah. I'm guessing that we're not getting the absolute desperation, screaming out in the middle of the night for help, that yeah. clinging to life, barely holding on, wishing he was dead, but he's not. He's struggling. He's, he's you know... He's hurting. He's suffering. Like, yeah. we're not getting at what's happening here, I don't think, exactly in this short paragraph I read to you. <laughs> right, right. But this guy faces a desperate struggle in his life, and it causes him to completely change his life's purpose, his life's mm-hmm. meaning. Yeah. And maybe there's people out there right now listening to this podcast, and boy, you're going through a desperate, dark struggle. Right now. Yeah. Right right now. Maybe there's debt. Maybe there's disease. De- uh, depression. All these things could be haunting you and hunting you right now. Yeah. It's causing you to have a struggle. Well, I want to just encourage you by this. This struggle is possibly and most likely going to bring about for you your life's purpose, your mm-hmm. life's meaning. And at the end of this struggle, it really isn't going to be about you. You're going to look to help others so that they will not have to struggle anymore either. 
Yeah. I think that I think that so often the thing that we think is is going to break us is breaking us down so that we can get our selfish desires out of the way and serve a purpose that's bigger than ourselves. Yeah. I was thinking about the the generation that that is kind of maybe a little bit of me and, and right under me and this generation Z that is kind of rising to the surface right now. Yeah. Um, or, uh, and there is a desire, Pastor Luke, in these people to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Yes. Which is incredible. I think that's a God-given desire to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Our problem is when we try to be a part of something that's bigger than ourself that is ultimately to serve someone's selfish desire. Hmm. I was thinking about Jesus when Jesus came to this earth. His worst moment, his moment of breaking, you know, from the Garden of Gethsemane all the way to the cross was his destiny. Yeah. His and darkest moment was... His greatest moment. His darkest moment was his greatest moment. That's that's the moment he fulfilled his destiny. And I think that we can be in a position where we can go through a really dark season. Yeah. A really dark moment. A really a really and it can be a range like you gave all those those lists of things that it could be, and it could be something else too. Yeah. I'm not gonna put your darkest moment in a box. You go through that darkest moment and when you you know, we like to say when you come out the other side, but sometimes it's in the middle of that moment that you realize, man, God's got something bigger for me than just me. Yeah. I was also thinking about uh, Psalm 23. Hmm. David writes this beautiful, right? It's, it's probably the most well-known psalm in the world. Yeah. And he says, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. And I think if you can begin to have that, like, like the, here's this connection. If you can have that mindset to go through a really dark valley in your life, know that God is with you. If you know that God is with you, that means there's a purpose in the darkness. Yeah. And that when you come out, you can have meaning in your life. Your life isn't meaningless because it's dark. Yeah. Your life isn't meaningless because there's depression. Your life isn't meaningless because there's anxiety. No, your life still has meaning. Yeah. God still has a calling for you. God still has uh, a purpose for you. God still has a, a kingdom for you to be a part of. And it's not even really so much just about you. It's about the, the kingdom of God. It's about the kingdom being advanced. It's about the church advancing. It's about the gospel being proclaimed. It's about people receiving the love of Christ in a real tangible way, not just from somebody speaking about it, but somebody showing them the real tangible love of Jesus. That's what our purpose in life should be revolving around. And if it's going to revolve around that, it can't be selfish. Yeah. And you can only find that meaning, that purpose when you realize that even if I'm in the darkness, God's there with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. This is a good, this is a good topic of discussion. I wonder if there's more here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, I always say that. I feel like every time we do a podcast, <laughs> there's always a point in the podcast where you're like, oh, we could do a whole other podcast on that. There's probably another podcast here in this podcast, uh, but we kind of ran out of time today. Yeah, we ran out of time. And I think we're just scratching the surface on this. But I, I think if there's somebody listening that feels like, 
they are going through a struggle or you don't really know what your meaning of life is yet, your purpose to your life is yet, yeah. let me just sit, tell you right now, start by serving others. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> I love that, what he said, what that coach said, but to not exist for yourself is a beautiful thing. Come on. It's good. And to not exist for yourself, it just might help might be the thing that saves you. That's so good. I like that too. That's so good. It's been great to be with you today, Paul. <laughs> All right, before we go, <clears throat> yeah, you ready for this? Sure. I'm going to change my prediction. Oh, I look. I was look at one point. I checked. I went on ESPN and I checked. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't see you do that. And I was looking at the the injury report, and I didn't realize that both Laporta and Branch were projected to play. Okay. And he said that, but I wanted to see if it was real. And both Laporta and Branch, I knew, are projected to play, and so is Gibbs now. Okay. And so I think if Laporta, Branch, and Gibbs are all playing healthy, I think I'm going to change my prediction. I'm saying Lions win. All right. All right. So I got a loss. You got a win? Uh, yeah, that's it. You got a loss. I got a win. All right. We'll see who's right. We'll see who's right. The battle's on. But the battle belongs to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.